Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek don't want to see you strife. From the rafters, it kills my laughter when we have to talk about happily never after. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's releasing its own brand of fairy tale storybook. Coming soon, some time in the future. Just, I don't know. We may or may not do it. Probably not. But if you guys want it, no, you know, we might just have to make it, guys. I'm your host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the biggest, baddest wolf that's here to huff and puff and blow your dad. It's Michael Flaherty. Fucking hide your dads. I know every I know every every Alpha Bro podcast is like hide your moms. I'm like, no, I'm coming for the dads. I'm coming for the dads. Beer guts, golf courses and all. I know, hey, I know how to mix a mean transfusion and like also I I said I said the said send the country clubs going wild. You know, see the, the thought of seeing you at a country club is just it's one of those like brain teaser it's one of those things it just confuses you like when you really think about it i i will sit down with your dad and talk about steely dan and how they're super underrated and how kids don't get it kids just don't get it and how they really (laughs) tore it up when they were on stage listen just gotta sit down with them and talk about their uh their kids travel baseball team and then you know <laughs> talk about some SEC football and guys you're you're just off to the races you're good exactly to go. the whole time the whole time they're just turning to me going the stupid kid is proud because he gets on base from walks he's got to <laughs> hit the ball he's got to hit the ball and I'm like yeah he does hell yeah <laughs> so so going from weird Republican dad energy to now talking about well it's, it's a movie. We're talking about our first is this our first animated movie uh do you count do you count the stop motion animation in santa sleigh because if so then no but if not you know, then I, have i got news for you this is, this is our how about this this is our first feature length animation that we are covering on the podcast guys we're talking about happily never after and you know for our first animated film i really think that we really scraped the bottom of the barrel with this one. Mike, Mike what do you think? It's, it's, it's like, see, the thing is, my favorite thing is when, when you talk about it, like people's first forays as like it, official forays into <clears throat> something, you know, you usually like to go, okay, what's a good starter? Ver- what's a good starter? what's what's a very easily palatable version of whatever i'm getting into and then you look down the road and you go okay cool so that is where i need to be and then you look down another road that's covered in trash and instead of leading to a beautiful castle it leads to a a dumpster and a waste filled river down the downstream from some chemical plant and you know what? We're by God, we're traveling down that road, jumping headfirst into that chemical river, swimming upstream. Because, dear Jesus, this movie was a was a doozy. It was a fucking doozy. And you know something? We have some familiar faces or voices. Sorry, in this movie, <laughs> guys. Like we got Freddie Prince Jr. And Sarah Michelle Gellar back again. You guys might remember them from our um, our Scooby Doo episode. And I mean, the 
the the power couple returns. Daphne and fuck it, she Fred? Yeah, Fred. Fred. Yeah. They they make their they make their official comeback to the voice acting world and subsequently don't hit the mark. <laughs> yeah, it's just like all of the chemistry that they have had. And by the way, I think they have been like on-screen partners. I'm double this is their fifth film together. And I got to say, I really wish they brought in some of that chemistry left over from Scooby Doo cuz in this one it, it's just it's just not there. I from a voice I, I I got to say it, it's always my favorite thing when movies recruit a couple to be a couple under the guise of they're a couple. It's natural chemistry. And then lo and fucking behold, when we're all surprised when they have when their conversations are so wooden and unemotive that you're like what the what? <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Cause yeah, no. They fucking dude, they took they they went whole fucking hog into Scooby-Doo. And I mm-hmm. guess it was just one of those things where after Scooby-Doo, Sarah Michelle Geller's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go off, do Buffy, and just like go insane. And Freddie Prince mm-hmm. Jr. is like, hey, I'll also exist. <laughs> and then they just recruited, then they just came back together. And then they're all like, yeah, you know, we just spent all of it in the past, these past five years, you know, let's phone it in for this one. Because <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's so, it's so strange. But then when you look at like some of the other people that are involved with this movie, like we got Wallace Shawn from The Princess Bride. Great. We have Tom Kenny, Rob great. Paulson, some, some great, great, some great voice acting talent here. Great, great. And somehow we also have Sigourney fucking Weaver. She's a familiar face on the podcast, too. Wait, really? Yeah. What is what's she in? Oh, she's in Cabin in the Woods. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. She is a familiar face. Hell yeah. (laughs) Even if it's just like like a quick hello. But I was like, I was like, like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, no. I mean, like this movie came out in 2006 and Cabin in the Woods came out in the early 2010s. So, I mean, we all have a glow up, you know, we talk about talk about a glow up, man. Even if it is just for like five minutes of screen time, talk about a fucking glow up. Oh, for real. It's it's damn five minutes of screen time on Cabin in the Woods is worth a feature length of this movie. That's all I'll say. Now, Mike. We spoke a little bit before this, and I, I wanted to save this question for when we were recording. Does this movie, does it feel familiar to you? <sighs> yeah, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll even jump ahead and I'll tell you what part. And now, granted, this may not be the road that you're expecting to tra- get traveled down, mm-hmm. um, but I, as a kid, I watched a certain movie that was also based around fairy tales that sat down, looked at each other and went, we're going to do it differently, though. Mm-hmm. And it was horrifically animated and it didn't pan out well at all. And that's a little motherfucking movie called Hoodwinked. OK, so that's not the route that I was going down. You know, honestly, when I talked about doing this movie, um, when I started watching, it, I was like, wait. And like I got this movie and hoodwinked confused 
Yeah, exactly. But, right. You're like, you're like, you're like, you're sitting there going, wait, okay. So this is where Red Riding Hood comes in and just beats the crap out of everyone. Right. And then everyone just turns and just goes, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's theater five. You're in theater three. And you go, there's two of these. <laughs> but you know, the thing that I was noticing with this movie, more so like after the fact was when I was looking back, I was like, this movie really reminded me of Shrek. Yeah, yeah, I do get that. It's, it's, it, it, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's everyone sat there, saw Shrek in Shrek 2, mm-hmm. and went, oh, we're doing, we're doing new age twists on fairy tales? Cool, we can do that. We can do that. Hell yeah, well, we can. Well, it's not in just this- that. There are certain parts of this movie that kind of seem like they're ripping off Shrek. Like even oh, if yeah, you just the, think uh, of like yeah. the soundtrack that was, tr- oh yeah, you, you were listening to it. I was listening to it. I could tell that they were really trying to do that Shrek thing, and there was yeah. like a little part where like a storybook where they were trying to you know do it kind of like how Shrek did at the beginning. And this movie oh, came out yeah. after Shrek, so that was already kind of a played out oh. thing. And some of like the little like you know the fairy tales, like fairy tales, <laughs> but with a twist. It mm-hmm. just it felt very Shrek. But the thing that re- that kind of really like got it in my head was looking at one of the producers of this film, John mm-hmm. H. Williams. Not not that John Williams, the one you're you're probably, you're all probably <laughs> thinking, dude. Of. That one. was I, dude. I literally I I fell into that trap. I literally saw the intro title sequence and I saw. John H. Williams, executive producer or like producer or whatever. And I was like, John fucking Williams is doing this. And then I looked at him and went, oh, different one. It's like the Paul Thomas Anderson versus Paul like uh, H. Anderson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the dude who did the Mortal Kombat movie versus Paul Thomas Anderson. You're, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're like, oh, I didn't know there were two of you in Hollywood, but here we are. Well, the thing the thing is, John H. Williams, he actually was a producer on Shrek and Shrek 2 and Shrek the Third and Shrek Forever After and Puss in Boots, the 2011 one, not the one that came out like what, last year? Not that one. Yeah. Damn. So I don't know. I just felt very like. This movie felt very Shrek in its yeah. story and its portrayal. Yeah, you know, you know, the more and more you sit there and lay the cards out in front of me, the more and more I'm able to pe- I'm more able to piece together what you're saying. Yeah, no, here's there are some obvious moments looking back that just really just scream Shrek. That sort of that sort of hounding like corralling together of like bad guys in fairy tales that storybook obviousness that you had just talked about that really yeah no they they really did just sit there and just go what if shrek but make it badly animated <laughs> it's it's like if a very talented 3d animator from 2007 put uh, put it onto youtube like if a youtube animator just sat there, made something in like I don't know Blender, Blender mm-hmm. 2007, if that was even a thing, and just threw it on to YouTube haphazardly. That would be kind of the vibe, vaguely. 
it, that and also those obvious ripoff movies that you see in like the bargain bin of like like like, like a uh like a goodwill or a salvation army where it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not kung fu panda it's the littlest panda fighter that you're sitting there thinking to yourself how this is this is legal like this isn't copyright infringement oh okay like it has the same visual sort of cues as that as those kinds of movies mm-hmm. it, that, that it, it all the characters look like stiff wax dolls but not the madame tussauds wax dolls they literally look like dolls made of wax that they're just sort of forcibly moving around that are just so unemotive they have zero zero like like emotive capabilities like when you watch the incredibles i'm going off on this when you watch <laughs> the incredibles you see you when, and when like mr incredible like sees like all of like like that one famous scene where he's on the computer and he watches all of like the heroes he worked with like died and you can see mm-hmm. the dread over his face that doesn't exist here that doesn't exist here it could mm-hmm. be a a tragedy on a global scale for this movie and the characters would all be stone-faced the entire time. It is, it's weirdly magical in a way. Weirdly magical. Yeah, it feels very like doll-esque. Like, yeah! Kind of like it's Toy like, Story, but the thing, the thing even then is like on their faces, I don't really see any like shadows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're like facing mm-hmm. away from the yeah. sun, you see it, you get like, you know, the half and half yeah, thing exactly. on your face like where half no, your face is lit up and the other's in shadows. Like it, it it's just it's I don't know, like that part it just felt very flat. It's like it's it's literally like they're on stages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're literally just sitting on a sound it, it's like as if the 3D animators put in a sound stage in the 3D animated world and then put in the characters and ha- and then animated them. It is mm-hmm. just so weird. It is so odd how they did this. So like, now, it, Mike, yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, I was going to, oh, if you were going to finish, if you have more to go, I, I, I insist. <laughs> I was going to sit there and jump in very quickly and wrap it up with this movie sunk their entire budget into this, into these fucking voice actors. And it shows Mm-hmm. Because outside of these voice actors, there is nothing in this movie. There is not a single thing in this movie. It is so hollow. Mm-hmm. Like it is it, it is the worst. Yeah, and I mean I'll just tell you the budget right now. We're not going to play the whole game because you, you know, it's not like what the the budget in the box office it's really just kind of like eh, so so the budget that I'm getting is 47 million and the box office was 38 million. Oh yeah, so it flopped, and it flopped yeah, hard. It, yeah, yeah and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say flopped hard. It wasn't like I don't know, like a mom and dad flop hard, or it was like, or, or I don't know, like a pick your fucking dude, like you know movie that made like three dollars opening weekend. Dude, nothing can compare to mom and dad's level of flopping hard. Holy shit! That my god, that no, nothing will ever compare to mom and dad's flop hard. So now, Mike, let's let's just get to the ever important question that we got on this podcast, which is: if this movie were a drink, what would it be, and why? Okay. <sighs> All right. 
So, this movie, it takes something classic. It takes something classic and then puts a spin on it. Because it's different. And And no, that old one has been done to death. And we gotta do it differently. So we're gonna do it differently. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, what cocktail would best fit a movie that wants to do it differently? And I was scrolling through, because in my mind, this movie is a flavored vodka. Okay, okay. This movie, this movie has no substance other than it's peddling you to get drunk. And it's also scattering in kitty sweetness on top of some really adult themes. Not mm-hmm. like not like plot adult themes, as it just some themes that you're kind of stopping as an adult going, this feels wrong. I this mm-hmm. feels wrong to be in a kid's movie. And I was scrolling through trying to figure out what best embodies that. And I came across a hairy fucking navel and I went, there we go. Yep, that's okay. it. So I was like, we're going with the hairy navel. And so, Harry Navel, for those who are unaware, it is an ounce of vodka, an ounce of peach schnapps, and, you know, orange juice to taste. Usually about, like, five ounces. Sounds delicious. We're gonna fucking date. We're gonna take it and twist it in every every way possible, because that's what this movie did. For worse. Only, only for worse. So, vodka... No, we can't do normal vodka. That's not fun. That's not different. And it isn't and it doesn't cater to kids as well. So let's let's roll out some Burnett birthday cake flavored vodka. Mm, bring back the birthday cake. Yeah, because it's sweet, it's crappy, and you know, adults won't want it, but kids won't want it either. So it's in this weird middle ground that confuses just about everyone under the sun. Now this movie, visually speaking, it has it 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 is ugly. Visually mm-hmm. speaking, it is one of the hallmarks of this movie. How ugly this movie looks. So I want my I wanted my my drink to reflect that. I didn't want a really interesting, well balanced color scheme throughout. So we're gonna take a nice thing of like of like whole cream milk. Take an ounce of that, throw it in. Uh, we gotta we fuck gotta up the color back. somehow, Max. We gotta fuck up the color somehow. So, moving on. Peach schnapps. This movie has something peach tangential. This has, this has, you know, it's got its characters, but they're not interesting. There's no development. There's nothing cool to them. So you know what we're going to do? We're not going to get peach schnapps. We're going to grab a thing of, grab about an ounce of Campari, grab some peach rings from the the gas station, chew them up, spit them into the Campari, pour that old concoction in. (laughs) Now, oh my God, wait, we forgot, we forgot the last thing. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. Oh my God, we've been doing all this for adults. Oh, well, it's got to be for kids. What do we grab? Sunny D. No orange juice, just Sunny D up in this. <laughs> Sunny D to taste. Down Listen, the hatch. I got, a, I got a question. How the hell have we not used... We've done... We've have. I think this is our, like... I think this might actually be our 50th episode. 
Is it? You got I think it is. How the is fuck it? did we get? How the fuck do we get fifty episodes down, and we haven't included a drink with Sunny D? How is that possible? <laughs> because we were saving it for the perfect moment, man. <laughs> and this is that moment. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. You know, we're bringing we're bringing back the birthday cake. I think he used that on what was it? Zoom? Was that your? I think so. That it? Yeah, I think so. It, yeah, it I, I, okay. I would need to double check. But no, I, I, I'm here. For, I'm here for it. You know, I think it 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 sounds atrocious combining whole milk, uh, birthday cake, vodka, and Sunny D. Like that sounds it's, like vomit inducing. It's like it's like it's like all of the liquids involved in an alcoholic man child's breakfast just tossed into one like like a big ponytail living in the basement of their parents house sort of breakfast like a shot of birthday cake vodka some a glass of orange juice and and the milk from my cereal that i just finished okay that that, that's a thing i kind of want to go throw up in a trash can now but (laughs) no I'll, I'll, i'll move past that i like it i like it so my drink guys i don't know whenever i see a fairy tale movie like something like fairy tale ish i get like this gut like feeling towards apples now could that just be like the classic apple imagery that we've seen in fairy tales like snow white little red riding hood you know with the picnic with the you know going you know to her grandma's house with you know um like a picnic basket and apples like i don't know but that but that's what it makes me think so what do we need I say let's get a hard cider as our base, a cheap, a cheap hard cider. Let's go like like an angry orchard. It, it's easy, it's accessible. Let's go there. Like the, the now the angry orchard, it represents the overall fairy tale formula. You know, with yeah. the princess and the hero, the wizard, the bad guy, the, the typical stuff you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we take the formula that we have and turn it into this movie? Now, let's look at the Shrek comparison that I made earlier. I'd say Shrek isn't a cider because Shrek goes off and really does try to do its own thing. But this movie, it tries to go out and off and do its own thing, but it fails with characters that are not interesting, a very bland story, like very two-dimensional in its storytelling. And I'll get more into that as um, as we go on throughout this review. And also tries to use elements of Shrek to mask its quality. You know, the very, like the surface level things, like I mentioned, the soundtrack, the storybook bit, the plot points where the princess is, is you know, supposed to go with the person we're not expecting, you know, um, in Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. But because this is such a surface level interpretation, I'm going to go with something that's very, you know, surface level about Shrek. And my, Mike, you might know where I'm going with this. Because okay. since Shrek is green, let's go into our liquor cabinet and also grab something oh. green. Oh, and you, no. Mike knows what it is. Oh, no. We are bringing back melon liqueur. Oh, oh I God. I the last time I used melon liqueur. But, guys, I really feel like for this particular <laughs> drink, I mean, it, it's just perfect. It's the perfect thing to include to just kind of like mess with things on a very surface level. So, boom. Let's do that two parts melon liqueur it's a blatant thing that's mixed in and the flavor is like it, it, it's just guys it's just obvious what else it can't just be that you know that's it's too easy 
we got these like two little side characters that are trying to be like goofy comic relief. You know, the ones that they're the ones that like get this whole plot started. So for them, let's just take a double shot of like plain Red Bull, you know, try to get this movie some God. energy, but it just kind of fails. And we also have Rumpelstiltskin and a baby that ruins every scene that they're in, you know, with the typical baby humor that just kind of sucks. I'm going to be real. <laughs> yeah. For that, this is, why, this is why I think the whole drink comes together. Just go out and get like some baby food. Just take like one tablespoon, plop oh. that shit in, stir it in. And you know what? I didn't put this in my original drink, but now that I'm thinking about it, let's we got like a weird himbo Prince Charming. Go out and get, get take a shot of Bud Light. Put that in there too. Why not? This this <laughs> movie's this movie's dumb. This movie's you gotta dumb. Baby bird it. Baby bird it into your drink. You gotta take you gotta take the swig of Bud Light and go yeah, into your drink. Do it, do it, do it like a mouthwash. Just Back and forth, back and forth, spit it in, mix it up. And yeah, guys, that is the happily, that's the happily never after. I don't know what the fuck. Happily never after cider. There we go. Damn. Damn. Your your butt. I I swear to God, man, I'm going to be like in a straight jacket and someone's going to hold up a thing of metal in the court. I'm just going to scream as I'm just like writhing back and forth. It's gonna be like, gonna be like the cocktail is made better with melons, and I'm like, no, because I'm like, sh- like shivering. But I do, I do like it. I do like it. That's it's got it's very up to a certain point. I was like, okay, cool, okay, we're getting a, we're going a fruit vibe. I was like, I we could, I was like, we can save this, we can save this, and then you went Red Bull, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's yeah, like red no, and then, Bud Light and, then and the baby, food. baby food like mm. <laughs> yeah it, it was uh it was it was an interesting cocktail this was a this was just an an interesting movie to add on the podcast let's just get right in to talking about the wonderful disaster that is happily never after we gotta have whimsical music, white credits over a black screen that go on and on and on. Now we open to some evil ginger witch that was animated from the Pixar school of sculpting female bodies. <laughs> She's a top castle. <laughs> I, I just, you can't, dude, we can't skip past this. It is my, my fucking God. Like it is, it is insane. Like, like I don't know. Do you think? Do you think she gives Miss Incredible a a run for her money? It is, dude. She's up there. She is up actually, there. Actually, let, actually, is, let's be real here. There's no, there's nobody. There's nobody that's higher above than than Miss Incredible. Can we can we just say that, dude? Can we say that? That is true. That is true. No, I literally was looking, and I was like, I sat there because I was watching this with my girlfriend, and I was, and I just like jumped in and just went. Is it just me or is she like animated really weirdly? <laughs> She's like, nope, she is. And I was like, okay, thank God. I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so anyways, this evil ginger witch stands atop a castle speaking to trolls or wolves or giants or some shit down below. And she introduces happily never after we get our title card, but then the, like film breaks 
Like, you know, when you're watching it on a film projector and it goes off to the side. And now we're getting a fourth wall break being voiced by Freddie Prinze Jr. And he's doing a bit about Narnia or some shit. And some, oh, yeah, you it's, left your car lights on. and It's so, it's so oh. bad. It's so bad. We're, we're in for a long one here, guys. So anyway, Freddie gives exposition. And we get a storybook intro on, you know, fairy tale land, including the turning page page book bit, kind of like kind of like in Shrek. And he gives us the rundown on fairy tale land. And, you know, we had to call it something and Canada was taken because, of course, we have to I don't know, include that joke in here somewhere. Yeah, it's but, yeah. Great. So we have the Department of Fairy Tale Land Security. We get shown other fairy tales, you know, being watched by a wizard. And not that wizard, you fucking racists, to be sure that everything goes on as it should. And now the wizard, he's got a scale. <laughs> and, that there, and, that there, and that there's no Anglo, and that there's no non-Anglo-Saxons involved. <laughs> Oof. So the wizard has scales of good and evil. And as long as they're balanced, the endings are happy. But the wizard has two assistants, Monk and Mambo. And they're kooky. So Monk fucks I, with the scale and causes the princess and the frog to turn into like a stork or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and and Mambo, there are five Mambos. So it's, it's so they're just. This is they're Mambo all, number six, the, for, the, the forbidden dude, Mambo. This, the for, this, is, this is the sixth Mambo. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm so glad that they decided to name a character fucking Mambo because I was just the entire time he was on screen. He's not a good character, but like the entire time he was on screen, I just thought of the fucking joke where it's where it's <laughs> my God, it's him, Mambo number six. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night, you see him. <laughs> he, he just he just does a very sinister one two. Three, four, five. <laughs> You're like, oh no. A little bit of Monica on my side. No, no, please, please. So now we got we go to our next scene. Fred is still giving exposition, and we go to the evil stepmother. She's a one from the beginning, and the two ugly stepsister, a fairy godmother, a prince charming, and one fair maiden, Cinderella. But she's always been Ella to me. Mainly so we don't get sued by the mouse, but that's not yeah. here nor there. <laughs> that's the real reason. That's the real reason. Yeah, her name is. Yeah, she's the fair maiden, but I just call her. I'm like, I'm like, good save, good save, because you don't want you don't want Mickey coming in here, dude. I mean, just because we mentioned Disney on this podcast, they're probably coming after us next. I, I was like, I can't wait for the cease and desist letter to just come into our inbox. Are you really a podcast if you haven't gotten one cease and desist letter? And I mean, if we're gonna, if, you know, if we're gonna get one, we might as well go big. I was about to say it's either it's always either Nintendo or Disney. So it's like it's like we're getting we're getting one of the two. Mario, we're coming after you next. <laughs> I got a whole plate of fucking gabagool for your ass. <laughs> so Fred reveals who he is, and no, he's not Prince Charming. He's Rick, the servant, <laughs> the guy who polishes the prince's boots. I I I just want to say I love this idea that like they're like amidst a not in, in this great this isn't to sit there and say like this is always the case but in this movie it's like oh yes mambo 
fucking the other guy, the prince, Cinderella, and Rick. You're like, like it's the same thing as the Dune movie, where they just decide where they were just all of these insane names, and then the lead character is Paul. You're like, oh, okay. Fine, sure. Whatever, his name's Rick. And now we're going to go over to Dan Smith. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just a dude in slacks and a button-up, just like, hey. (laughs) So, next scene. 2000s music. Very much kind of reminds me of another certain movie. And we get more white text on a black screen that's just kind of like credits. And this movie, like, here's where I realized, like, oh, this is this movie's like kind of it's running short on time, like that they had to like add this. They were like, okay, we need to get to like, we somehow need to get to uh, eighty minutes. Like, we really we got to stretch it out, man. We got to stretch it out. Those credits aren't just going to cover it. We really got to stretch it. Yeah, it's just they don't stop with the opening sequence. It got to a point where I was just like, I was like, just start the movie, please. I'm begging you. It's like, it's just essentially just, it's, it's, they're just, it's like, it's like reading a tax document. Like, I'm just stuck for like, wait, I thought thought tax documents just turned you on, or is that spreadsheets? That's, hey, baby. You show me you show me a well done Excel spreadsheet and I'm just that's how you get my pants off. That's all I'm saying. You just get like you're like, I used I used some macros and an index match function. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh, talk dirty to me. <laughs> so let's go on to the next scene. It's the day of the prince's ball. Fred, or sorry, Rick, goes to visit Ella to deliver them invitations to the royal ball. Except Ella doesn't get an invitation. And then Rick does some magic to try to impress her by revealing her ticket, and she pays no mind, and that really fucking hurt middle school Max that his magic <laughs> wouldn't be used to pick up girl. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm you're like, you're like, you're like, David Blaine lied to me. I watched, you know how many listen, seasons of listen. Mind Freak I watched? Dude, I fucking got Mind Freak on Netflix when they would, when they would send the DVDs to you in the mail. Listen, Dude, yes, I was trying. You were like, I was like trying, the, man. <laughs> I got I the Angel that. Magic set for my for fucking Christmas. Don't you come at me, man. Okay, you were like, you were like, you're like, I may be able to pull a rabbit out of my hat, but I can't pull this crippling depression out of my hat. <laughs> no, I had plenty of crippling depression to go around. <laughs> it's like, I don't think it was that and then stuff. It was like, got enough for the class. You're like, I got enough for the, for this whole damn school. <laughs> so Ella woos over the Prince Charming while Rick just kind of sits there like a simp. Kind of <laughs> like how Fred Jones is portrayed in the new Velma series. I, I don't know if that's, it's, I don't know if opinions have changed, but when we're recording this, everybody seems to be hating on that. So you know what? Yeah. Why don't we just pile on to it? We're we're topical, but only a few months late. So it's uh, yeah, like, two, needs... like two weeks, like two to three weeks. That is fair. Yeah, that is fair. That is fair. But it's just, yeah, it's, like I could, I could, like if I could sit there and like envision music that would be playing in his head, it would just be like it would have to be like My Chemical Romance or like oh or or uh like All Time Low or Dashboard Confessional mm. where it's just that two thousands like emo kid music <laughs> just oh maybe it, sprinkle in a little thirty seconds to Mars in there too 
Dude, Jared Leto's own. The man himself, Leto. It's Mormon time, guys. So (laughs) the ugly stepsisters, they run downstairs and go for the invitation. And then stepmother comes down and takes the invitations from Ella, except for one which stepmother takes anyways. It's it's Cinderella's story. Y'all know this. She's got to do a bunch of chores. Rick is standing there like, oh, you don't have to do that. Stepmother says, oh, you go get back to the kitchen. You're a dishwasher. So Rick gets kicked out. Then we move on. We go to the prince. He's reading his fairy tales and woos over them. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know people who are way too into fan fiction. <laughs> just like, just like those people that were reading like the first draft of 50 shades of gray that was literally just twilight fan fiction that was that was literally just twilight fan fiction <laughs> maybe one day like oh my god it's so fantastic oh one day <laughs> mike maybe one day we'll talk about um that guy at our high school that would read 50 shades of gray maybe one day that, you, you know you know who i'm talking about uh, of course i do of course i do <laughs> nothing nothing really nothing really seals a deal like like out loud 50 shades of gray that really that really seals a deal that makes everyone go hey ooh, ooh it's a, that's an odd choice Con- confidence man i, I admire the confidence <laughs> that is, but damn, that is you, confidence you just like do that at your own do that at your home like you have a right <laughs> to do exactly. that in your own home it's, but right now it's making me uncomfortable that's the that's the type of that's the type of i'm gonna live my truth to a degree at which you're like hey maybe have a maybe a, I'm, I'm not saying you can't i'm just saying maybe a little bit of shame goes a long way <laughs> so we scale out from the prince to a crystal ball and Mambo watches the fairy tales like he's looking for TV to watch when he's home from school. Monk and Mambo, they get summoned by the wizard. And Mike, do, do you know who voices the wizard? Uh, of course I do. Of course I do. I recognize that. I recognize that voice from fucking anywhere. That is George goddamn Carlin. I'm, I'm like, do, why my, George? Mr. Carlin. Sir, G. Carl's, if G, you will, G. G. Uh, G. Unit. Why? <laughs> I really thought we would never have to talk about George Carlin in in this sense on the podcast, but you know what? Unfortunately, I think this was his like last role before really? he, before he passed away. Yeah. No way. Oh my god, yeah. that makes it even worse that it was this stinker. Like, you know you. He'll always be he'll always be Rufus in my heart. He'll he'll always just be, you know, dude, R.I.P. to Rufus, man. R.I.P. It hurt. I was like, damn. So anyway, so the wizard is going on vacation and Monk and Mambo, they bicker and the wizard transforms into like he's wearing a kilt now for some reason. (laughs) And he's going golfing and he's like wearing a kilt. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know if his name is Merlin or shit, but you know what, Merlin, you you live your life. Wizard, you you do what you gotta do. It's Merlin O'Haggerty. <laughs> so he's just like, no Merlin's like Merlin Wizard, whoever whatever the fuck his name is, is like, no fooling around with the scales of the staff. Keep a special eye on Cinderella. So they uh, monk opens the portal, George Carlin leaves, hopefully to go be cynical and a much better comedy special. Exactly. So Monk and Mambo do they basic the basic two-dimensional comedy that's just not funny so next scene we see rick back in the kitchen and there are these three chefs that are there that are like where were you going to see ella and i don't know it's just it's it's a bad italian stereotype that all look the same i 
this is a thing that the movie does that if you not if you work hard, you don't have to work hard. It's pretty obvious. The movie's not the movie doesn't shy away from it. If you like look throughout the movie, the company just reused assets like the animation department just reused assets and then just changed very minor features. And they did that with the chefs, but all at once Mm -hmm. in the same scene. Like it's like they're all the exact same sprite. Just one is it's just they just progressively made it slightly taller and changed the mustache. It is mm-hmm. it's so it's so ridiculous. Why scale guys scale up on the why. So yeah, they're all the Rick is just like, you know, what does she see in that prince talking about Ella? And the chefs are like, you're going to get nowhere with her. And Rick is like, yeah, but she's just a friend. And it goes on. The three chefs just kind of say you things. Got what I need. But you I w- say I wish they broke out into that song. That would make this movie a lot better. <laughs> that would be that would be indeed. If they broke out in Bismarck Key, I'd be so I'd be so stoked. I'd be like, hell yes. So Rick so Rick's now getting mad. He starts walking towards the chefs. And a weird bit of editing here. So we see Rick walking towards the chefs. We cut to the chefs. And then we cut to a royal servant who says, Oh, the prince is just furious. And then we cut back. And now Rick all of a sudden just has the cake that the chefs were just working on like over his head and just fucking yeets it. Like what? It was just edited <laughs> so – I was like, oh my god. What the – like y'all missed like a it, shot or something here. It is – it literally – no, it's – no, I'll tell you. They didn't want to animate anything anything that they didn't need to. There was – they wanted to – they – they cut in quarters is their bread and butter. So they were just like, we're going to cut out all of the scenes of him picking it up, leaning back, throwing the cake. And it's just, nope, he has cake in hand. He throws cake. And you're like, Jesus. But yeah, he he hums this cake fucking from 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 downtown just <laughs> and just clobbers this guy. And I I again. I had to rewind it like twice because I was certain I missed something. I just stopped and just just went. I was just like, no, I need to. It's, he he had to have done something. And they're, they're just dunking on him. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. But like, why are you fucking up a cake, man? Well, it's like there's a certain thing like with um, editing where you, you really need to like cut it down to where it's like if it's going to be short, you know, if it's you'd much rather have something that's like a really tight, like, I don't know, 10 minutes rather than mm-hmm. something that kind of feels like drawn out. But it's like 20 minutes like you really want it to be tight in yeah. this scene. It's almost too tight where you're like missing <laughs> things. I'm like, OK, whoa, hold up. Like we're we're, miss- we're missing some steps here. Like y'all y'all y'all, y'all got rid of something there. like too Something's tight, too right. tight, too tight. <laughs> I know it's like a tie around your neck. It's just like too tight, exactly too tight. It, yeah, exactly. It's it's just you're like you're like oh, it's gotta get tighter, got tighter, and then someone just goes, all right, you want to fucking tight, and they just pull it up against your throat. You're like too tight, too tight. So next scene, we can see Ella cleaning up. Step sisters and mother, they start to leave, and the mother is just like, oh yeah, you have to go, you know, do this, do this, you know, go. Clean the rug, clean the kitchen, do the dishes. Don't forget to clean the cat. Mariah Carey needs it, and it won't ever age. Like that's you need to go do that. <laughs> the intern, the intern's got a pistol against its head, and and we got to make sure it's in pristine condition for Mariah Carey. So mother leaves. Ella cries. Fairy godmother to the rescue. Monk and Mambo watch. Fairy godmother confuses Ella with Pinocchio. 
Oh yeah, you you guys know how the how the uh, Cinderella thing goes. She waves the wand. Ella, you know, starts wearing different costumes, and she's now Bop in the carriage. Boo, something, something. You yeah. turn into Jack Sparrow. Bippity boppity yeet or some <laughs> bippity boppity yeet, dude. That is, dude. Imagine if she fucks up and goes bippity. We'll we'll circle back to that joke. <laughs> bippity boppity yeet is just like it's like she accidentally says it and like Cinderella goes flying through a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so monk and mama they keep watching the orb like tv they switch the channels they see rumple stilt skin mama's like you know it's always the same thing the good guys win mambo he was like i want to mix things up a little bit you know give it the old razzle dazzle and i i don't know it sounds like he wants to turn this into like more of like an actual grimm's brothers fairy tale rather than like the <laughs> disneyfied versions that we are so familiar with like i don't know does he want yeah. like fucking the three little pigs to like i don't know get eaten by the wolf and like have it's, their blood spewing from an amputated head or some shit like see what i like to think of is i like to think of mambo and monk as just like this movie's internal moral clock on mm-hmm. the rating of this movie and their intentions of it mambo's like we need more and, and like the other monk is like no it's a kid's movie it's a kid's movie it's a kid's movie that's what i'm that's what i envision so now they start fighting. Mambo's on top of the crystal ball, starts taunting Monk, but then we cut outside. The stepsisters and mother have arrived at the castle. In the stepsisters fight. The stepmom is just like shaking her head. But then we're back up with Monk and Mambo. Mambo fucks around. Monk says, find out. And long story short, the crystal ball, like it falls and it starts rolling away. The stepmother overhears this. And Monk and Mambo fight and you know, hear, hear them saying like, these things, the crystal, Controls the fate of the entire kingdom. The stepmother is just like, hmm, interesting. Girls, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. So we go back upstairs. Monk and Mama, they're trying to do comedy where they put the crystal ball back in the into place where it was. Stepmother's climbing 40 flights of stairs. She, oh, no, no, no. She's not climbing 40 flights of stairs. She's climbing through an M.C. Escher painting. Like, <laughs> with all the stairs going in different directions. It's literally, shit. it's literally the stairs are going in different directions. Like, I, I understand when, when a kid's movie is like, we got to really like make it go over the top and show that this castle's extravagant. I totally get that. This is like to a stupid level. Like, this is to a stupid level. Like, I feel like you could just have a long, like, high spiraling staircase, and that would totally get the point across easy. But then their just decision to just, like, add upside down staircases and doorways to nothing and staircases that go left to right instead of up and down. Like, it's just, it just makes it confusing. I don't know. I think they were trying really hard to be, like, Hogwarts or some shit. <laughs> it's the... the Imagine, imagine the stepmom's like trail to get up to the towers, the trail to like get to the room of requirement or some shit like that. <laughs> so we go, we go to Prince Charming next. He's reading something and people just watch him and clap. And he's also dumb. And Rick stands by and watches. The stepsisters arrive and get all up in Prince Charming's personal space. Then outside, Ella arrives. Thank mm-hmm. you, Fairy Godmother. Yes. She's like, Fairy Godmother. She reminds her, like, hey, just remember, this all ends at midnight. So next scene, we go back up with a stepmother. She stands outside <laughs> the room with Monk and Mambo number six and overhears everything. And oh, she enters. Oh. Mambo is like, hey, how you doing? 
And the stepmother, her name, her name is Frida. I think she flirts. I don't know. Frida's it's like, yeah, it's I'm so over. weird. It's so weird. They they just flirt, and there are innuendos like everywhere in this conversation. It's the weirdest shit in the world. Like, and it, just also, I don't, I I don't like harping on this too much. But like, can we also talk about the stepmom's dress and the choice to like just like show just for a kids movie, just a weird about a leg. Like it's just like I don't know. It's like are we, are we ta- like are we talking like above the knee? Like you know maybe like a little bit like bro. The way, like, like are we talking like chubbies? Like dude, it's like it, it it makes dude. It's like makes chubbies look like cargo shorts, dog. <laughs> Listen, man, like, but they don't have enough pockets. <laughs> it's it's not utilitarian. <laughs> well, do we know that like Frida like she's secretly wearing a bunch of cargo shorts and just rolls down and it's just like twenty pockets on each side. She's like, man, he's got and all of those pockets are filled with shit, man. Do you know how many snacks I can fit in these pockets, man? You have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of the Napoleon Dynamite just going, you know how many tots I can fit in here? <laughs> Bro, do you know how many batteries I can fit in this thing? Like, you have no idea. What do you need? Double A, triple A, a D battery? Like, I'm here for you. <laughs> got enough you- batteries to transport to the water to throw my car battery in. <laughs> And then she just starts pelting Monk and Mambo with like fucking batteries and shit. <laughs> You're like, oh no, she she ran out of AAA, so she's going to the C batteries. <laughs> so what happens? Frida basically she takes the staff, waves it around, shoots the carpet with it, and uh, yeah, the carpet starts flying. Monk and Mambo they fly away. Stepmother shoots magic spells at the carpet. And Monk and Mambo crash and, I don't know, they have to land in the Hudson or some shit. Uh, no, they actually land in the woods. <laughs> so Frida does the evil laugh. Back with Prince Charming and the stepsisters. And Rick notices it's Ella. She's stunning. But then Prince Charming looks up and says, oh my god. She's perfect. Okay. Okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in really quickly. I'm going to make uh, Prince Charming. I just feel like we need to paint a picture of Prince Charming. So I'm going to do my best. Prince Charming in this movie. He looks like he looks like Mr. Incredible holding in a sneeze. Mm -hmm. He's got he's just got the fucking look of him. And then he's got the puffed out chest like he's about to go. Ah, chew. Like he's just doing the he's doing the breathing in as you're like leaning back sort of thing. He just. He I just, agree with that, but I think this guy has a much sharper... He's got, like, a sharper chin and jawline than Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Which is saying something, because Mr. Incredible's jawline looks like it could chomp through granite. <laughs> yeah, this guy, I think... I don't know if I mentioned this when I was talking about my drink, but he's kind of... he He's kind of like a himbo. A little... Like a dumb himbo. Oh, kind of. He is a himbo. I mean, like, he's... Kind of looks like, you know, there's not not a whole lot going on between the ears. You know, he's maybe up there, he, he's up there with Joe Samurai. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Samurai. Now he, he knows. He, hey, listen, Joe Samurai knows <laughs> knows what Katana means. Like, d- 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 does Prince Charming know that? <laughs> does, does he know that it means Japanese sword? <laughs> d- does Prince Charming knows that know that Katana means like we don't know that we don't know that. So based off of that, I'm just going to assume that Joe Samurai is smarter than Prince Charming. That, that's all I'm saying. Ooh, 
bold, bold, bold takes over here. Bold takes over here, dude. We're we're all about the spicy takes here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Oh yeah. So Prince Charming says she's perfect, and starts to try to try to woo her. And no, not not like the Ric Flair like woo t- woo way like no more like that more would like, be that would be next level if like if he just if like if, if just starts going if Ella <laughs> don't act dude if Ella was just sitting there just like lovely just waiting just like oh yeah and Prince Charming just sits there stands up pushes the ladies out of the way gets in her face and goes woo. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, and then the camera pans back to Ella, and she's Trish Stratus. Oh my <laughs> god! Like, oh shit! And then we just, and then like uh, Migos come in, and we just get like a Rick. Uh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Who did who did Rick Flair drip? But I should know this. I'm from Atlanta. That's Migos. Migos. Oh no, yeah. that's twenty one. That's twenty. That's uh, twenty one Savage and Offset. There we go. Okay, yeah, that's right. We need to get them involved. We need to just bring just bring them in. Have get Rick Flair drip going and like. Yeah, like that. That's just what we. I need. just Rick want Flair. the Migos. I want the Migos to be in this. I just, you know, it's the little things that I want in life. I'm a simple man. What if Cinderella was Quavo? What if Cinderella? Cinderella? Cinderella's Cardi B. We, we know this. Oh yeah, Cinderella's Cardi B, and and Rick is Offset. I'm gonna kill this bit right now. I don't want. I don't want to get my hopes up too high for for a movie that may or may not actually exist one day when I have like you know fifty million dollars and enough to be able to pay for all that shit. So Rick stumbles off. Not not Rick Flair. Like Rick, the person in this movie. God damn! Now you're gonna get me thinking about Rick Flair. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Next <laughs> scene. Woo! Frida. She finds the remote. Starts seeing all the fairy tales, and you know we get like the you know. Then Frida she sees the scales. And starts tipping them during Rapunzel, and Rapunzel falls out of the castle and then dies. Now she actually gets up and is actually perfectly fine. I mean, this is a kids' movie; no one can really actually die. Like, she falls. She falls like she falls like two hundred feet and <laughs> flat on the fucking ground, and she's like, "Whoopsies!" Like, like that wouldn't shatter her spine. Yeah, it just lands like right on top of her head. Well, I mean, I guess she's got enough hair to where it could, like, you know. Less in the fall, so but that's neither here. I, I guess, man. I guess, I guess that's the same. The same logic that like this, like, and this is for only people to play like Assassin's Creed, like a hay bale does in video games, where you jump off a high ledge, but so long as you hit the water or a hay bale, you're a okay. So, so we got we go to like a couple of different fairy tales. We got the prince and Sleeping Beauty falling asleep. We got Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack gets stepped on, and dies by a giant. Rumpelstiltskin, she doesn't guess his name, and Rumpelstiltskin takes her child. We'll come back to them, <laughs> and Frida finds her own fairy tale, and she's like, "What the fuck? I don't, I don't get anything." And then she starts fucking with it. She's like, "You know what? No, not while I'm in charge." The next scene, Ella dances with Prince Charming. They're outside now, and she's and you know they're they're talking, and Ella's like, "This won't last. Give it till midnight." And Frida starts fucking with it. And Ella changes back into her normal clothes. And Prince Charming is uh, shown to be just fucking shallow. He sees Cinderella like this and is like, yeah, no. Or he's he just too dumb something. to realize the person he was just dancing with is now the person in front of him. I, I don't know. This guy's got like, I don't know, a fucking toaster either, for a brain. He, he, yeah, he either, he, 
He's either he's either like he either has the intelligence of Patrick Starr or he's like he's like I don't hang out with broke bitches, <laughs> which would really fit into the which would really fit into the Migos terminal like like idea that we got going on. You know, we're all just gonna we're just bringing it back to hip hop, guys. Listen, like I I, I started spitting some poetry at the beginning. Like it, it's like you know we're we're getting the ball absolutely, rolling, guys, absolutely. You know? Initially, initially I was like, is Robert Frost in the building? But now I'm looking back on it, I was like. Gucci Mane, is that you? <laughs> Prince Charming finds the glass slipper and he sees that and is like, I will find you my love. And then he just fucking leaves. And, you know, upstairs, Frida's just like, huh, lol. And she's like, wait, I'm going to need some bad guys. It's time to party. And she hits the staff on the ground and summons bad guys. A giant Dude. sky beam appears because fucking, of course, we have to have one of those. And Dude. it summons all the bad guys. Dude, oh, no, no, no. It does not summon all the bad guys. Like, the giant sky beam has all the bad guys are attracted to it. My co-host is correct on that end. That The crime is saying that the scene ends there. Uh, the, the most... So, okay. Listeners, play along with me for a second. When you... When a big bad guy in a movie has, has gained control and is totally t- in the process of taking over, what music plays in your head? Darth Vader has entered, Dar- like like Emperor Palpatine has entered the Death Star. What plays? The Emperor's March. Da, 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 da. Here? It's fucking, like a fucking hip hop beat to a jaunty, like, tune on a, like a, like a, what are the fucking polka things? Fucking, uh. Accordions? Like yeah, yeah. You want to you know what I wrote down? It's like a Nine Inch Nails ripoff. Dude, it's like, I just, I was sitting there Better listening get... to it going, what the hell is this? It's like, so it's like someone combined a Weird Al with Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> dude, I would just love to hear Weird Al. Dude, dude please, does Weird Al have a, have a, have a parody of Closer? Because that would be hysterical. Ooh, I don't think we need that. <laughs> but Mike, now, now that you mentioned, I want to serve you like like an animal. Well, Mike, let's let's. You mentioned the soundtrack. Let's talk about it. You're the music let's, guy. What did you think of the soundtrack? God, what the hell? Like, okay, my host has made the Shrek the Shrek like connection, which now like is the only thing I can think about. Like. So we're going to just run with that for pretty much the rest of this podcast. So, okay, Shrek. We have classic Smash Mouth. Somebody Mm -hmm. once told me the world was going to roll me. And then you have a bunch of other stuff. You have when when, uh, Shrek and Donkey are walking to the castle, you have the I'm on my way by the same guys who did the 500 miles song. You you also have Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. You have and then you have Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Like such good alternative music that was of the time that all fits really well. This movie tried that, but didn't have the money to to get good music like that. So they have this crap, and then not only that, but they chose. The worst tunes for every given scenario. The one that's the most egregious is coming up. 
The one that's the most egregious is coming up, and it involves the gnomes. Or the dwarfs, sorry. So now we go on. Next scene. Ella encounters Rick. And Ella's like, hey, it was supposed to last until midnight. My clothes disappeared. And Ella and Rick, they see the bad guys entering the kingdom. Frida gives an evil motivational speech. It's not fair that we're the bad guys. From now on, say goodbye to losing and say hello to willing. To winning, sorry. Uh, winning. Willing. <laughs> willing. Ready, willing, able. Yeah. Positive. Positive. Can, cannot lose. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Starting tonight, I give you happily never after. And we what? get another fourth wall break again. Why? Why? Or, yeah, absolutely. Why? Freddy? Freddy? Love you. No. <laughs> that being said, I just want to say very quickly, when... It's the grand meeting of all the bad guys in fairy tales. You expect it to be a army of bad guys that she now controls. Mm -hmm. It's like fucking 20 of these bitches. Like it is a literal gaggle that you're like, oh, what do I? (sighs) It's a lot less intimidating. I'm going to be honest with myself. Like I thought this was going to be pants shittingly horrifying or like imposing at the very least Mm -hmm. this is it's about 20 trolls and like three wolves and that's it and like a giant or something yeah yeah that's right you got a giant giant and three witches which is like you have okay five trolls three wolves one giant three witches that's all that's only like 15 (laughs) like that's nothing Like, there's not even extras. There's not stand-ins. It's just them. And you're like, okay, all right. Just clone those assets, guys. You already did it before. That's, Why that's not just do it do. again? All you gotta do. They can yeah. make the same motion cheering. Like, just like, come on. So, yeah, um, they all, you know, they basically all come together and hoorah. Now we go to Ella and Rick. And Ella says, hey, we're going to come up with a plan to find the prince. And Rick is just like, Why? Ella's like, his book will tell us how to save the day. I know this wasn't supposed to happen. And Rick is like, listen, you mean you need the prince so you can forget people like me exist. You need to leave. I'm going to go wash dishes. And then Rick gets offended when Ella does that and leaves. I love that. She heeds his advice and he goes, what a bitch. You're like, what? (laughs) You you told her to do that. (laughs) You're like, why are you mad at her for? For doing what you said. <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> so now we go. Monk and Mambo, they argue. They have to fix this before the wizard comes back. Or George Carlin's going to be very angry. So Mambo's like, wait, we need the prince. And Ella comes out of nowhere, also looking for the prince. Ella tells Monk and Mambo the bad guys are, you know, have taken care of everything. And also, by the way, Rumpelstiltskin, like, he walks in. They're in the woods right now. And Rumpelstiltskin overhears everything. So Ella's like, can y'all fix this? And the two idiots are just like, sure. And I was like, okay, come with me so we can find the prince. And they all run off together. And then Rumpelstiltskin watches and giggles. He also has a baby. Rumpelstiltskin also looks like looks like the Mucinex mascot went on a crash diet. He looks, he looks like the Mucinex mascot mixed with the Green Goblin. 
Yeah, yeah. He does look like Green. He looks like Green Goblin of Beast Next Mascot. Just the comic book version, I should say, not the you know, not the ones we've seen in the movies. Not Willem Dafoe. Not listen. If we got the if we got some weird combination between Willem Dafoe and the Mucinex monster, I would be that would have that would be my nightmares for years. (laughs) You're like, oh my god, it's it's a well endowed sickness. Wake up, we got, uh, wake up, well endowed with the sickness. Wake up, well endowed with the sickness. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ooh, ah. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this, I hate, I hate this, Mike. I go hate this. well down with the sickness. <laughs> so now we go back to the bad guys. They're dancing, not to, not to down with the sickness, but down, but they're dancing <laughs> With two Dude, that would be mash. awesome if they were if they were jamming out to the fucking down with the sickness. I'd be like, hell yeah, these they get they get down with the now, sickness. Now this movie just has to ruin something else by dancing to Monster Mash, and you know Rick's there handing out food to the bad guys. The wolves ask Rick, you know, take a load off, sit down with them. Start they start shooting the shit, and Wolf is like, so you a good guy or you a bad guy? Rick is like, why? Wolf is like, I don't see any, I don't see any, uh, I don't see a future for being good. See, Rick takes the plate and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. And he dips. He goes back with the chefs in the kitchen. The chefs are like, um, why are you hanging around? Rick's like, nah, they're cool. Chefs are like, you should be out there by her side. Rick is like, why? She wants the prince. Remember? Then we go on next day. Frida evil monologues alone. And then Rumpelstiltskin appears out of nowhere, calls her Empress of Evil. Rumpelstiltskin is there to offer his services. He's like, I got information about a plot against you. And Frida's like, okay, well, what do you want in exchange? <laughs> and Rumpelstiltskin says to be as evil as well. I was like, I don't fucking know. I stole a baby. And Frida's like, you know what? You can be a sidekick. And Rumpelstiltskin's like, bet. And then the baby I, parts. I, I, yeah. I, oh God, this fucking baby. This goddamn baby. <laughs> Dude, I we, don't listen. I that's the joke. Jokes. I hate. I hate baby jokes. Michael, listen. You hear that first? Michael Flaherty hates babies. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I every time I saw the fucking Gerber baby, I wanted to fucking punt it across a football field. Not actually, but <laughs> Boss Baby sent him into a rage. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. So Rumpelstiltskin overhears, like he says, like, "Hey, I overheard the wizard assistants conspiring." And Frida's like, listen, you're wasting my time. And Rumpelstiltskin's like, wait, wait, wait. They were helping a, a girl, uh, petite feet. So I don't know. I guess he's got a foot fetish in this movie, too. <laughs> dude, dude, uh, this dude, I swear to God. The whole thing, like, when they you really think about in- the concept of, like, Cinderella, it's kind of like a foot fetishist wrote it. <laughs> I I hate. You're, you're not Am wrong. Am I wrong? You're Am not wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. It's just... <laughs> I love I love the idea that that the sin the story of Cinderella was just written by some dude with a foot kink that didn't know he had a foot kink. Listen, and he I'm only not... he only knows by by her feet because her feet are so distinct. If you're like okay, like, all right, man, maybe we dial it back a few notches. Listen, guys, we've been ruining your childhood since we started this fucking podcast. <laughs> We're coming after all of your favorite Disney princesses. Snow White, you better watch out. <laughs> we'll show you some real sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> yeah. I got five. I've got five sleep paralysis demons on my right hand. 
<laughs> so now we're back with Ella and the uh, two idiots. And I think I'm just going to call them for the rest of the podcast. I don't know. They're like hunting for Pokemon or some shit when they encounter a frog. <laughs> then like the two idiots are like, oh, yeah, kiss it. Maybe it'll turn into a prince. Ella kisses it and it doesn't. So, yeah, this movie just basically commits bestiality and like that's the comedy. The scene just fucking ends. Why? It's so it's so it's. They're padding. That's all they're doing. All they do is pad stretching. All they do is pad for time. Listen, this movie is more flexible with its stretching than, I don't know, a yogi or some shit. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it made sense (laughs) in my head. So now you guys got to deal with it. Hell yeah. So now we're back with the wolves. They're throwing daggers. Frida teleports into the dining room. Says like, hey, go forth, find Cinderella, bring her to me. And the bad guys are like, us, work? <laughs> We're more like nocturnal villains. And Frida's like, all right, bet, waves her wand, turns the giant into like a manlet. I mean, dude's like a like six inches tall. And this is enough to scare the rest of the villains to run away. And then Frida, and evil. The man, and the manlet suddenly starts spouting off about how, how much he respects Andrew Tate. <laughs> You, you know we're co- like we're releasing this like a, you know in a couple of weeks so that joke could either you know have aged really well or just you know uh it, okay it's an Andrew Tate joke so <laughs> one or the other it's my favorite part about recording these podcast episodes early is because I could go in it could go in a it could go in a steep direction <laughs> one way or the other so Rick he heard all of this and you know he's like I need to do something so all the villains, they separate, they separate, they go hunting for Cinderella. Rick finds a spare broom to ride, like a fucking Harley or some shit, and just flies off with it. Sure. It's just, it's a, you just turn, he literally finds a key, turns it, turns on, it's just, it's got a free bird already playing, he's like, oh, perfect. And he just turns into a Santa Bill at the end of a Santa's sleigh, where he looks like he's fucking, like, just ready to go to, like, Rock, like Rockville and Jacksonville on his Harley yeah, Davidson exactly. motorcycle. <laughs> I could already, I could already just, just see him pulled into Jacksonville on a fucking broom. Just Lord knows I can change. Hey, listen, you, you know that solo part of Freebird slaps, and no one can tell me any like it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst song to drive a car. <laughs> Dude, it, re- it really is. <laughs> Listen, when I ran, I just had free the, the last part of Freebird just playing in my head over and over Absolutely. and over again. It's just it's just you're timing it in your head and just before the race starts and he goes, Lord, no, I can't change. And then the gun goes off and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> OK, we got we got to get away from cross country and get back to happily never after, unfortunately. So <laughs> we're back with Ella and the two idiots. You know, it's scary. A wolf comes out of nowhere starts chasing ella ella tries to hide the wolf runs past her ella and the two idiots they run and then for some reason we cut to prince charming and he's climbing the mountain of death we haven't seen him for like 20 minutes and now now all of a sudden he's here and then with him we get like 15 seconds of folk music and then we go back to ella and the two idiots and now they're outside a house this movie's editing confuses me so the bad guys watch from the background Ella and the two idiots, they go to investigate the house. When the seven dwarves come corner them, the dwarves are like, huh, where's Snow White? Mama was like, I used to spy on her. I'm, 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 I'm not entertained by this movie at all yeah, what, it's, whatsoever. It's, I love the attempt at just a very creepy joke. And then 
like the movies decided, no, we're going to stick with it. I think it's the worst. I think the really worst cool. things about talking about some of these bad comedy movies is when you're watching them and the movie pauses, like it's expecting it's, you to laugh. Yeah, dude, it's that's <laughs> that's one thing I do. I do. I do agree with you. There are those moments in these bad movies where they'll tell a joke and then pause, like they're in a sitcom, and it's just crickets. Mm-hmm. And then the movie picks it up again. And you're just like, you are digging your own grave here. I want to tell you all this right now. And I mean, I'm sure it might be different when you're watching it, like with a group of people, like in a theater or something where somebody might laugh. But if it's just dead silent, watching it like, you know, as we do for the podcast, maybe like with our with our girlfriend or something. And it's just silence. We're just like, hmm, mm, I hate that. Yeah. So Ella says like, hey, we're looking for the prince. And the bad guys come out of the woods. Ella begs for help from the dwarves, and they all go inside. The dwarves shut the door. Noises are heard. Ella's like, what the fuck is going on? And now the dwarves come out wearing, like, camo, like they've been preparing for this day since January 6th. So the dwarves <laughs> are they're like, it's the mother of all battles. It's the big they're one. Like, they're like, let's get together, top Gs. It's time <laughs> to take back our country. So it's like they're randomly like it cuts between like tense music and then randomly whimsical music. No, no, I will. (laughs) I will fight you on this. Okay, they play as they're as they're like getting ready to as they're as they're mobilizing after they've just changed into their camo camo dwarf outfits. It starts playing ska music. I. I shit you not. It sounds like ska music. I pause. I fucking pause and it's i i heard a two-step beat which is like a hallmark in ska music as someone who (laughs) as someone who had a ska phase which is never something a grown man should ever (laughs) proudly say but it's like i heard that initially when ska i was like they're playing (laughs) ska music Listen, man, I play the trumpet and I just really want to be in a ska band, man. <laughs> trying to make this work for 20 years. You're like, I have sat here listening to Goldfinger and Real Big Fish for years. I'm going to play my horn next to a guitar. So the dwarves, they all come together to the sounds of ska music, apparently. <laughs> and they say, like, hey, we have to get the big lady. And one dwarf pulls Ella up to the attic. And this dwarf's house starts transforming into like a megazord and it's like <laughs> they load up diamonds and they start Is shooting it, diamonds wait, from a makeshift turret wait it's, bad guys. it's diamonds it's, it's diamonds. diamonds i thought it was ice cubes i just <laughs> i just thought they were just launching ice cubes and i was like what the fuck you know you said launching i know i know what you meant when you said launching ice cubes but i just thought you like you were just literally talking about just launching ice cube at the back <laughs> it's ice cube ice cube is <laughs> they just sit there load up ice cube and just launch them at the witches and the trolls and they're like they're like oh no he's straight out of compton straight out of compton crazy motherfucker crazy motherfucker damn ice cube he just pulls out a gun <laughs> <laughs> that's hey man, listen, man, that hey man, is some imagery that is some imagery hey man listen wait wait do you see that oh no they also got they got another iced oh no it's iced tea <laughs> oh no he sings cop killer 
<laughs> and he said, sorry, it's him. It's him and like Dick Wolf and Mariska Hargitay. And they're all coming in. <laughs> it's the Law and Order SVU squad. <laughs> Oh God! What God? This movie. I'm not saying we can make this movie better if we include Migos, Ice Cube, uh, fucking Ice T as well, <laughs> Gucci Mane, Gucci, <laughs> Cardi B. We're we're not saying we can make this movie better, but it's we happily, are. It's happily never after was just was just rappers. It was just rappers. <laughs> I don't know, and the dwarves are played by I don't fucking know <laughs> the Wu Tang Clan. The, the, the sure, the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> like, cause they're like launching Ice Cube at Pete at, at at someone on a broom in air, and the giant is Machine Gun Kelly. But then he sh- they shrink him down, and he runs off and goes play pop punk. <laughs> yeah, you just quiet. You just quietly quietly hear the the tuning of an electric guitar. <laughs> Sorry, we got to keep going through this movie. So the dwarves, they stop, fi- they, uh, you know, keep firing the turrets, um, the diamonds from their turret at this bad guys. We cut back to Frida and she's like, lol, do better, bad guys. And we cut to the witches on their broom Harleys. They've entered the battlefield. Dwarves start shooting at the witches. Witch fires a magic beam at the dwarf. And all of a sudden, yeah, he's done for so much for the big one. Except Ella is able to man the turret and start shooting the witches. And the two idiots enter the fray. Ella's commanding them. Ella wins. Lol. Enemies retreat. Dwarf comes up, makes a joke about Snow White. Ella impresses herself. The dwarf introduces himself as Duke, which is the same name that, <laughs> pro- that I don't know. These people probably named their Pitbull or something. So back with the witches. No, 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 no. You, you already know they have one dog named Winchester and another one named Remington. I'm Duke. This here's Winchester Remington. Remington. <laughs> You're like, oh, like, yeah, it fits. You're like, that tracks. Okay, buddy. So back with the witches. They're they're turning around. Rick is there too now, riding his Harley. So the witches cross streams at the dwarf's house. The turret's destroyed. Ella gets knocked back. Rick knocks the witches off their brooms. Rick comes to the rescue. Ella hops on, and the two idiots hop on too. And Duke stays to fight the bad guys. Then we go back to Frida. And she's just like, lol, the dishwasher saved you. Just really? And... While Frida's monologuing, Rumpelstiltskin tells the baby fairy tales, and he's like, you know what, why do you hate Cinderella so much? She didn't do anything. And Frida's like, you know what, because she's gorgeous, she doesn't know her place, she'll be the queen, and I'll be the stepmom forever. And she's like, fuck this, get me a broom, I'll take care of this myself. Back with Rick and Ella. Rick is like, you know, I thought you could use some help. Ella's like, you're the best. Rick is like, there's no time to find the prince, we gotta take her out ourselves. But the two idiots are like, wait, but the staff. Rick is like, so take it. Let's just jump her. We'll, we'll just show it how it do go down. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love <laughs> I love that energy. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, let's fucking grab some homies. We'll roll up on her. <laughs> like, like, damn. <laughs> Talk shit and then, get hit. <laughs> and they just and you do and the camera pans back and it's just and it's just the crew of Death Row Records. Like it's Shug Knight Tupac Dre. <laughs> you just hear uh it's fight night playing. Oh my it's God. a fight, it's a fight. <laughs> bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. So Rick is like, hey, I can get you in without a prince. And I was like, wait, I see the prince. Prince is on the mountain. Rick's broom starts going down. I guess they were still riding. 
ran out of fuel and was like, oh, I can't go back. So, yeah, the broom crashes. Ella calls out for the prince. Rick is like, oh, I must have overshot him. Ella's like, yeah, just how you wanted. And Rick is like, um, <laughs> the fuck? Dude, that was just like a 180. Is- Dude, this it was so funny. Like, there was zero buildup. It was a hard 180 from Ella. Ella's like, Ella's like, yeah, you would do that shit, wouldn't you? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you did that on purpose. And he goes, I was just, I was just riding the broom. It's my, my bad. Listen, these characters are so basic that when they kind of like switch up on us like this, it just kind of like, wait. You're like thrown like, wait, what the fuck? Why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with what this movie is established. And we're already like two thirds through the way of this movie. So you can't just be pulling that shit on us like that. So. <laughs> the, so so they have a conflict. Rick is like, I know the print. Like, he's like, listen, I know the prince. I can take care of this. Ella's like, you can't do it. You can't save the day. You're just Rick. Rick catches Ella when she falls. And Ella's coming off just as a huge bitch. Rick is like, you want to find the prince? Fine. It's getting dark. Y'all hang out here. I'll go looking for him. And Ella's like, you know what? Fine. So Rick wanders off. And as he's walking through the woods to find Ella's prince and Rick, he's walking emotionally to like, I don't fucking know, Sugar Ray or some shit. Like, (laughs) I just want to fly. Put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms around me, baby. I don't know. It's like he's he's like walking and listening to like Three Days Grace or like Stained oh, yeah. or some shit. So this, no, 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 this is this or is, or or trapped. Oh no, he, no, like like you said earlier, My Chemical Romance. Boom, there we go. Easy. It's all it's all connected, guys. It's all connected. I'm not okay. He's listening to I'm not okay. I promise, dude. Just the Black Parade album, just on repeat as he's walking. So, <laughs> but I was a young boy. So we get a montage of Rick having visions where he's the Prince Charming and dancing with Ella. Ella has visions where she's dancing with Prince Charming. I really wish I felt something for either of these characters. And yeah, so Rick finds Prince Charming and he's like, hey, we need your help. And the prince is like, ah, kitchen boy, did you bring me laundry? And Rick is like, yeah, that girl you danced with, she need you. And Prince is like, I crossed the landscape to bring her this, the slipper. Rick saying what we're all thinking. You cross a desert to bring her a shoe. I don't know. I guess I don't know. The foot people are interesting, and I'll leave it at that. I don't want. Th- I don't want them coming after me because they got. They got. They, they got like magical powers or some shit. Against- <laughs> the the foot people are a different breed, man. They're built different, dude. They 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 are built different, man. We'll we'll, we'll you got we'll talk offline out of that, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we go back to Ella and the two idiots. They're like, hey, you know, what should happen? And Ella, like, the two idiots, they're like, hey, this is what should happen. Ella's like, but what happens with Rick? And they're like, nothing. Ella's like, um, what? And the two idiots are just like, yeah, that's the end of your story. And Ella's like, oh, I, I just married the prince. I, I guess I wanted more. And Mambo was like, yeah, fuck happy endings. Go get what you want and fucking go for it. And this is all interrupted when Frida comes by shooting freaking laser beams at them. That's, dude, they, one thing I forgot to mention about, about the damn broom Harleys. They're, they shoot lasers. <laughs> that, not only that, 
But it, they, it look, it almost looks like it's like like a Tie Fighter beam. No, it's it's like the it's like the uh, the um the Ghostbusters thing. The, yeah. The, the, the oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Crossing yeah, streams exactly. and shit. <laughs> they literally do. They literally mm-hmm. can cross the streams. <laughs> Never cross streams, guys. Especially with your homies. Um. So so Ella runs to the edge of the, so only like, with strangers. Dude, only with only cross streams with strangers. Make eye contact. Just get as close as possible while you're doing KSWS, baby. <laughs> KSWS. <laughs> so Ella runs to the edge of the cliff. Frida's giving chase. Rick and Prince Charming see this, and Frida snatches Ella and kidnaps her. So Rick and Prince Charming, they run to the edge of the cliff, and Prince Charming is like, whoa, dang it, we lost her. And then Rick slaps the horse, and the <laughs> horse starts running down the cliff. Like this man, like Rick straight up said, fuck your horse, fuck your life, and just slaps the horse on the ass. It starts running down this cliff, stumbling down. And there, you know, he I mean, this man, this man, like for all intents and purposes, dude, had the intention of killing this horse. Dude, he literally sat there and just went, just went double homicide, baby. And he slapped the horse on the ass. Cause this, yeah, because this horse just ran off a cliff flat out. Like conven- it worked out pretty conveniently, but damn! Until then, I was like, I was like, shit, okay, like, all right, like, man, you're right, all right, Rick, you really Rick, you're out some, for blood, huh? He's got some unresolved homicidal tendencies <laughs> going on. Like he's got to go to therapy <laughs> for that. Yeah, I was about, I was about, he needs to go to a therapist. He really does need to sit down with <laughs> with Doctor Phil. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not, Doctor Phil. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're right. He's more. This is more of a Jerry Springer crowd. Go, go, go talk to a professional, guys. Don't, don't, don't listen to Doctor Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's that is actually true. Yeah. So Rick jumps down after them. Prince Charming is about to grab Ella, but he, you know, George of the Jungles himself into a log, and Frida and Ella they go flying off. Rick runs up, is like, "Hey, don't just sit there. Get on your horse and go after her." And Prince Charming is like, "Wait a second. What am I saving her from? So then the two idiots appear and they're like the evil stepmother and every bad guy in the history of fairy tale land has taken over your palace. And Rick is like, you know what? Fuck this. You're useless. I'm going to go take care of this. Two idiots like, hey, buddy, you can't do that. Love the enthusiasm. That's not how it works. The prince is supposed to save her. And the prince is like, I will save you, my little slipper girl. And they gallop, he gallops off, falls off the horse, gets back up and keeps on going interesting he's energy, got he's but. determined i guess yeah, I he, you I know, know you know there's a fine line between like you know determination and just stupidity and this Probably. guy is this guy is fully in the patrick star crowd dude, he is not dude, in this the man, determination crowd this man is past patrick star like patrick star is like fucking <laughs> einstein compared to this idiot so <laughs> dude that's 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 low Pat, Pat, patrick once built a house with a nail and a wooden board stuck to his forehead <laughs> and listen um this guy wouldn't even be able to find the wood in the first place so next scene we go back to the palace prince charming runs across the bridge to the bad guys we go back with uh mambo and monk whatever the fuck their names were they describe what he sees, and Prince Charming apparently falls off the horse, drops his sword, gets kicked, and gets captured. And one of the characters is just explaining this, like, we're not shown this, like, it's is this supposed to be comedy? Could y'all not afford to animate that? You know what? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, they 100% did not. And they were just like, we got the start, the middle, and the end. We don't need any, we don't need any filler animation. So Rick is just like, okay, no more Prince. What now? So the two idiots are like, look, we see the trolls taking the dwarves up the mountains in a cage. Rick is like, okay, listen, we can save the kingdom without the prince. 
randomly wipe away. Next scene, we're back with Ella. She's up at the evil stepmother's lair. Frida's like, oh, what can I do? Ella's like, but when the prince comes, and Frida's like, but happy endings are so yesterday. They're so fetch. So then <laughs> so then she shows all the fairy tales without happy endings, shows her the prince in jail with the dwarves being captured and crying. And Ella's like, but that's impossible. He can't lose. And Frida threatens to throw the baby into a moat. Uh, yeah, Rumpelstiltskin and the baby are in this scene, too. They really quite literally contribute nothing just for like a quick little cutaway I'm using quotation marks here, guys. Joke. So Frida's like, we're going to have our own ball. So we go back to Rick and the two idiots. They're like, okay, what's their plan? You know, you think they're going to like, you know, scale up the wall or do something really cool. And they don't do any of that. They just walk past the guards acting all hip like, yo, we're on the DL. We're on the DL. We're about to lay some fat beats. See? And it just sucks. It's awful. It's, it, it, it is, is that awful. That was one of the most that I, I gotta say of all of the fucking dud jokes that they that they push in this movie. That was the one that hurt the most. That was the one that took a lot of a lot of energy out of me. I mean, dude, I had to go take an Advil after that joke. I'm not even joking. I, I had like, to take you're, like, I need you, guys. You, you were literally like, I have a headache right now. <laughs> I was like. I need I need something stronger than alcohol to help this. So now we're inside the dining room. Rick and two idiots just walk in. The wolves notice him. And they're like, hey, Rick is like, hey, the wolf is like, man, it sounds like you don't want to hang out with us. And Rick is like, you know, OK, I'll hang out for a little bit. Here's to eating grandmas. And yeah, I don't know. It's the best bad guys I know. So the wolves start fighting over who the best bad guy is. And Rick just kind of dips. Rick is like, OK, the plan you two idiots, y'all go fix the scales. I'm gonna go get the staff from Frida. So we go upstairs. Frida points the staff at Ella and is casting a spell and hurting her. Rumpelstiltskin tries at comedy. Rick runs in to distract Frida. Ella runs into Rick's arms. Ella's like, no, don't hurt him. Frida notices the two idiots fixing the scales, fires a spell. Frida hits the ground. It breaks beneath their feet. Rick is holding on by one hand. It's like a hole is opened up in the middle of the room. He's holding onto the edge, grabbing onto Ella, about to go into the fiery abyss below, and Mambo knocks Frida in. She falls to her doom. Ella grabs Mambo as he's fallen in. Should have just let him, I don't know, fucking fall yeah, in. Yeah, just could. let, you know what, it's, you know what, you know what, this this movie has already sat there and just decided to just throw in enough weird adult themes to throw, to throw everyone off. Why not just, why not just kill off a funny person? Dude. Why not kill off the comic, comic, comic relief? Like and then you're gonna and then you're gonna have to explain on to your kids on the car ride home about the concept of mortality with the Mambo number six character. <laughs> the world, I guess. Why did Mambo number six kill himself? <laughs> to unveil the seventh seal of Mambo. <laughs> out of it's like it's like uh what's it what's it the is it the intro for edge where it's the smoke comes out and he like marches out or is that or is that sean michaels i think it's edge i don't know yeah dude i was like that's like a think of this is mambo number seven he comes marching out just smoke playing everywhere like some thrash metals playing in the background exactly you just hear you just hear bleed by my sugar start playing (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of monica (laughs) a little bit of monica on my side (laughs) so yeah they're all saved ella and rick they hold hands but where's the staff frida still has it she comes back up because magic rick pushes ella out of the way 
gets caught in a spell, gets tossed aside. Frida starts monologuing. She's like, this is your end, but it ain't happy. Elle's like, I'm not going to let you ruin my life anymore. Suddenly, portal is open. Ella stomps on Frida's foot, knocks her into the portal. A staff glows, and so does Rick for some reason. Ella punches uh, Frida into the portal, and she disappears. Rick comes to. Ella runs to Rick. They kiss. And Rick is like, I thought you wanted a prince. Ella was like, I already had him. And Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> is there with the baby. He's chilling. I don't, I don't want to say he's chilling because I really... I really hate him in this movie. Right, he, he sucks. He is annoying as hell. <laughs> He's the one who is the bringer of fucking baby jokes. And it's not funny, and I just kind of want to just give myself a lobotomy watching him. So hell yeah. The, the two of them are like, the two idiots are like, yeah, let's get this place cleaned up and get the scale balanced out. Next scene, we get Rick monologues. Prince Charming waves his sword at the bad guys. Rumpelstiltskin feel, uh, feeds the baby and is a good guy now. The wizard returns, and unfortunately, you know, they still had to keep George Carlin in just to taint his legacy just a little bit longer. It's, yeah, a poor man couldn't just be alone. So then we cut to, left alone. Then we cut to Rick and Ella getting married. The prince paid for everything because, I don't know, he probably gets off on that. And they kiss, and it's all sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. And yeah. Subtle cuckoldry. Dude, dude you know, we're, we're all about I mean, subtle cuckoldry here kidding. in the best up of Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to say, this movie just got, this movie has so many kinks thrown in. Dude, <laughs> like, we, I was like, I was like, let's fucking, you know, let's talk in, let's, let's throw it, let's throw in cuckolding at this dude, point. Dude, Who we, we got care? Pixar moms. We got foot fetishes. We got cuckoldry. <laughs> Dude, what, it's, <laughs> it's, what more what more can we do guys let us know what your favorite fetishes no, in your animated no. films are keep that to yourself we do not need to know that information so guys the credits start rolling at 77 minutes like they were really stretching for time oh yeah and we also get a mid-credit scene where frida is sitting next to like an elephant seal and it's comedy I don't know. I lost IQ points watching this whole movie, but yeah, they really did have to like stretch for time with this movie. So yeah, guys, that that's it. That's it for this episode. Mike, why did we talk about this movie? I have no clue. I've got no fucking clue. Maybe we sat there and looked at ourselves and went, we're overdue for an animated pod for an animated podcast episode. And I was like, yeah. and the lines got crossed and this movie ended up on the chopping block. Yeah. Instead of a goofy bad movie, we were like, no, let's like let's a goofy, go whole hog. We could have talked about an ext- a goofy oh movie. Oh, my God. Well, better yet, we could have talked about an extremely goofy movie. Hell, yes. That would, damn, that, that honestly would have been baller. Dude, oh, I, like, no lie. I Listen, I would have much preferred to be talking about, I don't know, fucking. any fucking animated. I think this is the worst animated movie I've ever seen. Now, granted, I'm not big, in, you know, big into the animated movie sphere, but from the ones I've seen, this is pretty terrible. Yeah, this does suck. I feel like until we watch like Food Fight or something, like this will be the worst. <sighs> Could have talked about Sausage Party even. Oh no! Oh, that that one that one does oh, that one did suck. Yeah, but guys, guys, you know what? That's been this episode. Thank you for and I think like I mentioned earlier, I think this is our fiftieth episode. If it's not, I guess I'll just have to take this bit out. But guys, thank you for being with us for this long. If you've been with us since the beginning. Thank you so much. If you're brand new, guys, let us know. Follow us on social media. You can follow us on yeah. Instagram, Twitter, messed up at midnight. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Guys, give us good give us rankings, ratings Absolutely. on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm out of words, guys. If you notice I'm stumbling throughout this entire review, it's because of this fucking movie. It literally like made my brain like 35% smoother. This 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 movie, this movie, this movie is an encourager of brain rot. Mm-hmm. This is this movie just really just takes takes the intelligence and saps it away from you. I this could I'm half convinced that this is some this is some, this is some experiment that some sick twisted person was just like, yeah, let's just let's see let's see if we can just like drain people's intelligence. You guys heard of the uh, the power slap league where it's just people slapping each other as hard oh as they can, just no protection. So yeah, one of those slaps is kind of like what this movie did to us. So yes. So take yeah, it. it's we we essentially joined in power slap, but without the CTE that's that's involved with it. Yeah, just just the brain damage. Um, so yeah, guys, that does it for this episode. Follow us on social media, and um, yeah, Mike, you got any? You got anything you want to add? You don't need famous people to be the VAs. Mm-hmm. You you could put that money elsewhere. You don't. You could you could spend it on st- okay animation, okay VAs, and a lot of coke. Not just famous people and a lot of coke. Dude, amen to that. All right, guys. Well, we will see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.